Crane's Corner, sponsored in part by Rudy's Hideaway, Rancho Cordova. I can't say I rigidly obey every law on the books. Some are dumb, others just too tempting to break. Who among us on an empty freeway has not defied the 55-mile-per-hour speed limit and edged up to 60 miles per hour or better? But the one law I don't mess with is the one that seems to foil me anyway. Murphy's Law, which basically states anything that can go wrong will go wrong, usually at the worst possible time. The other night, actually the early hours of the next day, Murphy hit me big time, and I was not alone. Come to think of it, even though I had nothing to do with what unfolded, I probably played right into Murph's hands. Last week, I got some devastating news that a close family member, my cousin Mike, had died unexpectedly. There was no indecision I was going to Mike's hometown for the funeral, but there were a few challenges. Mike's arrangement called for viewing Tuesday night and a funeral and burial Wednesday morning. As I live in California and Mike died in Pennsylvania, there were some obvious travel logistics. My schedule, which called for an important commitment to me in Anaheim Thursday night, was another consideration. I thought I had it figured out. A Monday night red-eye would get me into Philadelphia, a 90-minute drive from Mike's hometown, around 9 a.m., more than enough time to get there, taking a nap and be right on time for the Tuesday night wake. Wednesday, after the funeral, there would be ample time to get back to the airport, return the rental car, and make a 5 p.m. flight back to California, which had me back on the ground at SAC International around 10.30 local time. The plan did have a few variables out of my control, and as it happened, they sent the whole trip out of control. Monday night, I arrived at the airport just after 8 p.m., plenty of time for a 10.08 departure. I had heard something about bad weather delaying some flights, but that was hours ago in Texas and Florida, and the weather in California was clear and hot, nothing to delay a big jet. Uh-oh, there on the message board, the beginning of the end. The flight was delayed until 11, which meant I would have a dicey connection in Charlotte, more like 45 minutes instead of the planned two hours. Well, we didn't board until 11.30, which only made things trickier. I could see gate agents coming and going, flight attendants whispering, even ramp agents conferring with the pilots. Then came something I've never seen in all my years of travel, though I have heard about it. The captain said that much as he had tried, he could not summon two fresh pilots. A problem because he and the first officer were running out of legal flight time, having been delayed by weather all day. And because they had about two hours of time and the flight to Carolina was four hours and change, this flight was officially canceled. Now what? What had begun perfectly last night, believe it or not, I was all alone walking through security, was turning into a jet age nightmare. We were being told to simultaneously claim our luggage and get in line to be rebooked down on the first floor. By the time I retrieved my bag, I was about number 110 in line for a rebooking. And by then, there were few options, none of them good, that would get me to Philly on time. But while I was online, I checked out the airline's website and found that if I hurried, I had about 10 minutes, I could make a 12.40 departure for Dallas and a connection to Philly arriving at 3 p.m. local time. Not ideal, but better than nothing. Bag in hand, I raced to security where I was questioned as to why I was going through for the second time in four and a half hours. I explained that and was way through, but the bottle of wine I had purchased at a terminal shop past security was seized. It was legal when I bought it, dangerous contraband apparently, hours later. I sacrificed the petite Sarah for the greater good. Racing to the gate, I was told I could get a middle seat to Dallas, but the second leg to Philly was sold out. Lugging my bag back to be rebooked, the fresh crew of TSA inspectors had no idea where that bottle of wine had gone, having been seized by the previous shift. By 2 a.m., I was offered a flight to New York, arriving at 6 p.m. It would leave at 6.30 a.m. from Sacramento with a connection in San Francisco. Renting another car, battling rush hour in the New York area, I could get to where I was needed to be around 9.30 p.m. after the viewing. 
Considering I can rarely sleep on planes and know way too much about New York area traffic, it seemed fruitless. A lot of things had to go Murphy's way, but as usual, his law prevailed. Now, I'd wager that 300 days out of any given year, my trip would have gone off without a hitch. But I wasn't traveling on those days. I had to leave on this one. I was putty in Murphy's hands. Now this. If you've got a craving for great seafood, prime rib, and convivial cocktails, you ought to head to Rudy's Hideaway. You'll find it off Highway 50 in Hazel in Rancho Cordova. Rudy's has the best selection and the freshest seafood in town. Whole lobster, lobster tail, jumbo shrimp and crab. And for meat lovers, Rudy's has you covered with delicious slow-roasted prime rib. And to accompany your feast, a great selection of California wines, craft beers, and cocktails. Want to bring Rudy's fine seafood to your home or business? Ask about Rudy's on Wheels, our food truck that can make your next party or event, well, off the hook. And Rudy's is your one stop for catering, a large or small crab feed. Rudy's Hideaway has offered the Sacramento region's best seafood for 40 years, and it's better than ever. Rudy's Hideaway Lobster House and Bar, 916-351-0606, 916-351-0606. Thanks for listening to Crane's Corner News and Comment. If you like our short messages, you'll love our full-length podcast, so be sure to subscribe, like, and give us a positive review. And thanks again for listening to Crane's Corner. I'm Ed Crane.